This episode is brought to you by the Arvada Center because they're kicking off their summer concert series in June. Relax under the stars at the Arvada Center's outdoor amphitheater and take in acts like Melissa Etheridge, Big Richard, Tower of Power, Preservation Hall Jazz Band, The Spin Doctors, and so much more. Concerts are scheduled for June through September. You can find a whole schedule of events and get your tickets today at arvadacenter.org. That's arvadacenter.org. Today on CityCast Denver, DIA has once again been ranked the third busiest airport in the world. It's also one of the most unique because its story is shrouded in a ton of bizarre conspiracy theories. Underground bunkers, the Illuminati, the demon horse of Denver. No matter how wacky they sound or how much debunking has been done, these conspiracy theories just won't go away. Chris Root, a researcher at the Denver Public Library, went down the DIA conspiracy theory rabbit hole, and he's here today to tell us what he's found. Today is Monday, April 10th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Chris Root, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thanks. Glad to be here. So, Chris, um, we can't cover all of the conspiracy theories, but I want to start with one uh, that involves the design of the runways. Yes. What is going on there? Well, they laid the runways out in a pinwheel pattern. This was a deliberate choice because it spaces the runways out far enough that during inclement weather, they're less likely to have to close more than one or two of them at a time, and they can have multiple planes landing and taking off simultaneously. Of course, that means that if you look at it in the right way, it vaguely resembles a swastika. Um, it's, It's actually one that I can understand how that came about better than some of the other beliefs, because if you just look at it at a glance, the first pattern recognition that your brain comes up with is, in fact, a swastika. swastika. Um, But when you try to actually trace out the swastika, you realize that it's not quite as clear cut as your brain initially interpreted it. And also, I mean, the way you just described it makes me realize how our airport can be as busy as it is. We don't have a bunch of runways facing the same direction going straight out. We have them in this pinwheel shape so that we can have that constant departure and landing happening all the time. But so people say swastika, then that connects back to this new world order idea, right? Of course, the fascist future. The fascist future, (laughs) which I'm glad you said that because um, I want to talk about Probably one of the most well-known ones, which is conversations around a mural in particular that is at the airport. It's called the Children of the World Dream of Peace. It's by a Chicano artist from here, Leo Tanguma. Can you describe that mural to me? Well, it's multiple panels. The first panel is far and away the one that draws the most attention, especially from conspiracy theorists, because it depicts there are... uh, dead bodies. There are children huddled in in crumbled buildings, grieving parents, and it's dominated by a guy wearing a gas mask, so he's faceless, uh, and wearing very Nazi-ish regalia. And he has a big saber with the dove that represents peace impaled on the tip of the sword, which if you were just to see that image with no context or no idea of what 
Tenguma was going for on it, I can certainly understand why you would find it a creepy image. And in fact, I find it a creepy image, but I also have like looked into what he was trying to convey with this multi-panel thing that ends with the end of war and and the fascist soldier in the first image being his his effigy being buried beneath the feet of the people of the world and we have moved beyond war and division and that kind of thing. Well, and I I agree with you at first glance because I remember even walking by it and just being like, "Whoa, that's very startling." That like you said that image of like this this faceless soldier in a gas mask, all these children are dying. But again, in those three panels, and also if we think about the history of Chicano muralism, it's a storytelling component from, you know, many murals will tell a full story from beginning to end just by looking at one end of the mural to the other. What do folks think that mural represents if they just are kind of taking it without that context? Well, they like to, and especially pairing it with the swastika runways, they like to view it as the goal of the new world order order is this fascist takeover of the world where everybody else is squashed under their boot heels um and they just forgot often, to get to the other end of the mural <laughs> yeah apparently so and what i find most interesting when we're talking about this right now is it's really a lot about people's interpretation of art that definitely plays a role with a number of the conspiracy theories, the uh, the the gargoyles that live in the luggage, they are just like these goofy little sculptures of of they're literally taken from Notre Dame and put into Samsonite luggage in the baggage area. But you know, oh, it looks kind of evil or demonic or beastly, and therefore it must be evil, and there must be some some deeper hidden meaning that most people aren't aware of. And people who are inclined to to lean into conspiracy theories will find like nefarious uh, goals behind virtually everything. Uh, they can look at, at the most benign thing and come up with a reason that it's actually something very deep and dark and dangerous. So this, uh, this mural by Leo Tanguma that's probably the best well-known of the conspiracy theory art-related things happening in DIA, is not currently on display. Is that correct? Yeah. It was uh, taken down when they started doing the remodeling of the hall, the main hall. The Great Hall. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's in storage right now, and there is no uh, firm idea whether or not it's going to be put back up when the construction is done. I'm kind of hoping that they do because it really is a talking piece. Is there a conspiracy theory about that, about it not returning? Not that I've found, but... <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's it's easy to go down that rabbit hole. Somebody believes something about everything. Yeah. I want to bring up another very famous piece of art uh, connected to our airport that people around the world know about. And that is it. The piece is actually called Mustang, but its colloquial no name is Blucifer. Um, that's obviously the big blue horse sculpture that greets you with red glowing eyes. Yeah. Tell me Blucifer's story. Well, uh, that was Luis Jimenez, if I remember correctly, uh, was the artist's name. 
Uh, he based it on, on his horse, which was a blue roan, hence the blue color. Uh, the eyes were a tribute to his father because his father ran a neon sign shop. And that was where he learned the value of hard work, the value of working with his hands, all of the stuff that informed his later artistic life. And so putting the red neon eyes in there was sort of a tribute to his father. Certainly one of the things that has has led to some of the conspiracies surrounding Lucifer is the fact that he actually died in the process of construction yeah. when a piece of it uh, uh, broke loose and mortally injured him. Mm. Those kinds of things tie right into, see, he made a pact with the devil and the devil call, came calling for his due and, and it's creepy and so it must be evil. And I feel like it, Again, it's your interpretation, like you're saying, this is, yeah. you know, this is a tribute to a horse that he had and a reference to his father. But, you know, it's been construed as like, it's the devil, basically. Yeah. I don't know why people don't associate it with the Broncos in Denver, frankly. It, it's bizarre to me that it's taken on that, that completely sort of- different take on it. These DIA conspiracy theories often hinge on this, quote, New World Order connections. I wonder, as someone who's researched them, is there a common theme? Uh, I mean, the common theme generally tends to be, you know, secret organizations. Now, who that secret organization is varies depending on who you ask, but it generally has something to do with the New World Order or the Illuminati or the reptilians, which may or may not be Illuminati, <laughs> depending on who you ask. Uh, but it's all about controlling people would be the the, the overarching common. theme. I want to talk about this plaque that went up uh, when the airport was going to open in 1994. And this plaque mentions Freemasons and says something about the New World Airport Commission. Yeah. Can you tell me about that plaque? Uh, well, it was the dedication plaque, and there is a uh, there's a time capsule underneath it that has a variety of items that were put there. Uh, the New World Airport Commission, despite what you may see, is actually a real thing, or at least <laughs> was actually a real thing. It was an organization that was founded specifically to organize the ceremonies for the opening of the the new airport. Once again, it's a matter of taking – it has the words New World in it. Therefore, yeah. order is the natural follow-up, even though New World Order Airport Commission is nowhere on the plaque. But you uh, can see how – Of course. It would just be one of those easy – well, it loops it's, right see, in. See, they even admit it. Uh, yeah, they is, even admit it. Right. <laughs> right. That's so funny. Um, I think there's also conversation about this as the airport under continues to undergo renovations. I feel like it almost further entrenches – these conspiracy theories for some reason. Well, and what's interesting about that is that the airport itself uh, has sort of taken to embracing these. They have signage up that says something along the lines of, uh, we're sorry if the construction is taking so long, the lizard people keep stealing our tools. Uh, they're really sort of playing <laughs> into that because they have acknowledged that the people who want to believe those things aren't going to be convinced that they're wrong by giving them just a straightforward response, or they wouldn't have continued to cling to these beliefs. So they kind the airport eventually, again, these these conspiracy theories have been around since the late 80s, both, you know, at the groundbreaking. But you're saying finally the airport maybe kind of decided just to lean into it because it was like 
yeah. what else is there to do? They at one point, I don't know if it's still up, but they at one point actually had a small display area set up that like showed all of the stuff that there were conspiracies built around within the airport. And they have like a little fake alien skull. And um, <laughs> it, it's kind of entertaining. I don't know. I, not that it makes it more, the conspiracy theory is more tolerable, but it's also kind of like, well, if they're in on the joke at this point, whatever. But one more thing I was thinking about when we were talking about like construction and this ongoing renovations and stuff, there's always been another conspiracy theory about bunkers underneath the airport yeah there are a variety of them there was one belief at one point that obama was coming to denver specifically because he thought the end of the world was coming and so he was coming to denver so he could get into the underground bunkers (laughs) part of me wonders if i maybe it's a real thing but part of me wonders if this wasn't something that was actually started as somebody trolling the conspiracy theorists because the deep underground military base An acronym is DUMB, and I can't help but wonder if that wasn't something that somebody made up to sort of poke fun at conspiracy theorists, and then the conspiracy theorists grabbed onto it with both hands. Why do you you think people are taken by these particular conspiracy theories? It's hard to know for sure. It's the world is chaotic and and scary sometimes and people want to like feel like they have some piece of knowledge that other people don't um they have some sort of special insight into what's really going on some of it has religious connotations some of it doesn't some of it is explicitly anti-religious connotations right uh so there's uh, people come at it from all different directions I understand why I find it appealing, but I don't find it appealing because I believe that it's factual. I find it entertaining because it shows the, it gives sort of insight into the bizarre creativity that humans have. Totally. I mean, I I also think of it as it's it's one of those conspiracy theories that began you know, around the early stages of the internet. So it wasn't the full-blown internet. We didn't have social media. It was one of those conspiracy theories that was, I I don't want to say fun, but I, when I think about older conspiracy theories, some of them are, are kind of fun. And this is one of those last ones. It's like, it can get weird depending on how you want to look at it, but it's also just like one of those talking points. It's something someone visiting you will ask you about. It's, you know, it's just one of those things about Colorado that people know. And there's some fun in that. Yeah, it it definitely is. I find them entertaining from a personal standpoint until I start thinking about the fact that there are people out there They're who really, are making decisions in their life yeah. based on believing these kinds of things. And then that gets kind of sad. Yeah, that, then that's where it really <laughs> takes a bummer turn. So do you have a favorite conspiracy theory about DIA? Um, Probably my favorite is there was a claim made that the location given the coordinates given in the movie close encounters of the third kind for the devil's tower predicted the site that DIA was going to be constructed on 12 years later. Um, It's off by 65 miles, but why would you let facts get in the way of a, of a good rumor? So a movie about extraterrestrial contact with humans 
uh, made in the 70s, I yeah. think. The yeah. Close Encounters. 79, is, Yeah, late 70s. Connects to this airport in Colorado. That Steven we... Spielberg had, had <laughs> real knowledge, apparently. <laughs> well, Chris Root, thank you so much. Oh, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. Our students. Last week, as young people marched to the Capitol again to protest the lack of legislative action on gun violence, one teen was snatched from his seat in the House gallery by state patrol. Videos circulating on social media show this very forceful removal in a way that many, including legislators, deemed unnecessarily rough. The Denver Post reports that House Speaker Julie McCleskey, a Democrat from Dillon, is calling for an investigation into the incident. We'll share a link in the show notes to the videos and we'll be digging more into this story soon. And finally, Chubby's Burger Drive-In, Denver's most famous green chili slinging restaurant, may be headed to court. Denverite reports that documents filed March 31st allege that Daniel Cordova, majority owner and grandson of the late Stella Cordova, the matriarch of Chubby's, spent more than $300,000 of company money on home construction projects, trips to Blackhawk, and purchases on Wish.com. Minority shareholders also accused Cordova of increasing his own salary and failing to hold shareholder meetings for the last half decade. We haven't seen this kind of spicy or saucy family restaurant drama since the Pasquini's Italian food empire fell. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell the Illuminati about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. You know, we actually had to shut the comments off on it. The initial title that I had on it was something along the lines of DIA Travel Hub or Illuminati um, (laughs) Staging Ground or something along those lines. Um, And because it had Illuminati in the title, we started getting loads and loads and loads of spam comments of people saying, Hey, if you want to join the Illuminati, contact this person at this website. Don't get scammed. I got scammed out of $5,000, but this guy's the real deal. You guys became like the the hub for the yeah. Illuminati I, Who would have thought that a secret society would have such a robust recruitment process? <laughs> <laughs>